the, the Sermon on the Mount is, is what we're working through here in Matthew. And the Sermon on the Mount is not law. It is gospel. It's gospel. You see, Jesus provides kingdom conviction throughout this sermon that leads to wholeness and flourishing. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he is providing convictions of God's kingdom, convictions that, that once you apply them to your life, leads to your wholeness and to your flourishing in this life. The Sermon on the Mount is filled with grace. And so if you read the Sermon on the Mount and all you see is law, guess what? The problem ain't with the sermon. The problem is you. God's word is never the problem. And this grace continues today in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 34. And you may have noticed that the title of this sermon is Security Blankets. Security Blankets. And the main idea is that the way of wholeness provides an irreplaceable security blanket for all God's beloved sons and daughters. It's a security blanket that never fades. It's a security blanket that never rips because it comes from the one who is forever good and faithful. Amen? Some of you may know Linus Van Pelt. You may know him personally. He is a function or fictional character in the comic strip Peanuts. And he, his best friend, you know, is Charlie Brown. And, and he's the younger brother of Lucy, Lucy Van Pelt. And if you read Peanuts or seen the, the cartoon Charlie Brown, then you know Linus is, is never really seen without his blue security blanket. No, he holds it over his shoulder while sucking his thumb. You see, Linus's security blanket, it, it made its debut in, in, in Peanuts in, on June the 1st, 1954. And Linus is seen sitting on the floor, hugging his security blanket, hugging his blanket like a teddy bear, and he's rubbing it against his cheek. And Lucy and, and Charlie Brown, they, they are watching him from a short distance. And, and then Charlie Brown asks Lucy, why does Linus hold his blanket like that? He doesn't understand. Like, why does he hold it like that? She answers him. She says to Charlie Brown, I'm not sure. I think it gives him a feeling of security. I think it gives him a feeling of security. So Charlie Brown, being Charlie Brown, he doesn't, you know, offer, he doesn't give a, a verbal response. He, he just walks away from Lucy, and he picks up his own blanket. And he begins holding his blanket like Linus holds his, is holding his blanket. He's hugging it and, and he's rubbing it against, he rubs it against his cheek. And then Charlie Brown is filled with so much frustration, he said, he yells, it doesn't work. I feel like an idiot. What's not working for him? What's not working? The blanket he picks up isn't making him feel secure. Like Linus is feeling with his blanket. See, many of us are Linus and Charlie Brown. You either have a security blanket or you're in constant search for one. You're either Charlie Brown or Linus. Where are you? 
You see, a security blanket, it provides people with, with a feeling of safety and comfort when they're in a situation that, that worries them or a situation that makes them feel nervous. And a security blanket, it protects people against anxiety, worry, and fear. So what's your security blanket right now? The passage before us this morning is a tale of two security blankets. It's a tale of two security blankets. First, there's the replaceable security blanket. And all of us have multiple replaceable security blankets that we hold closely and and tightly depending upon your circumstance, your mental state, and your emotional state. So what are your replaceable security blankets? Y'all are holding on to tightly and closely. What what are the replaceable, what's the replaceable security blanket that, that makes you feel safe and secure and comfortable? What is it for you? For many of us, materialism is a replaceable security blanket. Object, I know it is for me. I love stuff. I own my, I own my issue. Do you own yours? Objects, ownership, wealth are used to help us feel safe and comfortable. Now, as Christians, we'll spiritualize our materialism. But it's still a security blanket for you. This, this, this materialism, it can give you a sense of security and significance. We use these blankets to help us uh, to cover our fears and our worries and our anxieties. Blankets like cars, clothes, houses, shoes, technology, jewelry, tools, electronics. The, the list of our material possessions we use for security blankets goes on and on and on. And for other people, success, achievement, power, and accomplishments are their replaceable security blankets. You see, your job, your career, your family, sports, making good grades in school, the success of your kids, promotions, rewards, social media likes. Some of you, some of you get a, get, you feel like you're on cloud now when someone likes your post. Have you, ever, have, you, have you ever asked yourself, why do I feel that way? But when you come in here, you're silent. When you come before the presence of your God. But one person like a post, you feel special. And you forget you're already special because of who you belong to. One Christian author and counselor says, writes in one of his books, Satan's masterpiece it's not the prostitute or the person on skid row. It's the self-sufficient person who has made life comfortable, who is adjusting work, who who is adjusting well to the world, and who truly likes living here. A person who dreams of no better place to live, who longs only to be a little better and a little better off than he already is. Or are you Satan's masterpiece today? Are you a self-sufficient Christian who has made your life so comfortable that you don't even think about glory? This is your glory. 
dreaming of no better place to live, longing only to be a little better, a little better off than you already are. You're, you're wrapped in a replaceable security blankets that like materialism, success, achievements, the American dream, fame, and self-sufficiency. And please know that you know what Jesus called these security blankets. He says these security blankets, these replaceable security blankets are treasures that we store up on earth. Treasures that we covet, accumulate, and hoard. Have you ever seen the show Hoarders? That's you spiritually. That's you when it comes to your stuff. You judge them people when you see it, but no, that's you too. That's you too. But Jesus knows something that we don't know. He knows that these replaceable security blankets only provide y'all with a false sense of safety, a false sense of security, a false sense of significance that will not last. Their protection against fear and worry and anxiety are temporary. Jesus says, look at verse 19. Christ says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Replaceable security blankets make you feel like Linus in the beginning. You feel safe. You feel comfortable. You feel secure as you holding that blanket tightly as you rubbing against your chest. But eventually your replaceable security blanket will let you down and it will make you feel like Charlie Brown. It is not working. I feel like an idiot. And instead of coming to Jesus, you pick up another blanket. You see, with these replaceable security blankets, you have to constantly replace them in order to maintain your feeling of safety, comfort, and security. That's why you get tired of something and you start feeling insecure. Then you throw that to the side and you go pick up something else. And, you know, for a while, for a season, for a month, for two weeks, for two years, you feel those things, but eventually it wears off. And so you have to keep constantly replacing these blankets in order to maintain this feeling of protection against fear, worry, and anxiety. Again, what are your blankets? What are your blankets? When you purchase an item a certain product, um, when you purchase a certain product, they will, certain products, they will usually have a warning label attached to them. And a warning label issues a warning to the user, like about the risk associated with using the product you just purchased. Jesus' prohibition in verse 19 is a warning label. Every item, product, financial resource, position, achievement, platform, job, social media outlet that you have in your life have the same warning label, liable to fail, will decay, will rust, will disappoint, will let you down, may fall victim to uncontrollable circumstances. So user, enjoy responsibly, but don't make it your treasure. Quit using these replaceable security blankets as your treasure. Stop laying up for yourself treasures on earth. We live in the greatest country in the history of the world. You know how easy it is to lay up treasures for yourself here in America? Again, you're either 
You either laying up, you either have treasures you're enjoying, or you working to lay them up. Houses, cars, wealth, material possessions, retirement plans, clothes, shoes, electronics, power, and success are all subject to rust and decay. All are subject to be stolen and taken away from you at any given moment. Do you think you have everything you have in your life just because of your hard work? Because, you know, as as Americans, you know, we value hard work. Pull yourselves up by your own bootstraps and, and then you will be successful. As a Christian in America, do you really think you are where you are just because of you? If you do. You you wrapped in a replaceable security blanket. If you believe that. Some of you are experiencing this reality this week. Like cars break down. They do. People unfollow you on social media and put you on blast. Homes can be broken into and destroyed. Jobs and careers can be lost. Savings and security funds can be drained. Beauty and health fail. These things fail. So Jesus is saying, quit laying these things up for yourselves as treasures on earth. Stop covering yourselves with these replaceable security blankets that you've got to continue to run back to when one fails you. The late artist and musician Prince once said something during one of his concerts that has stayed with me through these many, many years. And this is what he said in, in, in his concert. He says, they say money can't buy happiness, but it will pay for the search. And ultimately, what you find out is that none of us are free. That man's a prophet. Inhale these words. Write those words down. Money can't buy happiness, but it will pay for your search. And ultimately, your search leads to a final destination. None of us are really free. And as my favorite fantasy writer writes, journey before destination. Journey before destination. Saints and guests, please receive these next words. Your replaceable security blankets will never grant you the freedom you seek in this life. It won't give you the freedom that you seek. It won't give you the peace that you seek. Instead, they actually enslave you. They enslave your heart. Look at what Jesus says in verse 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where's your treasure, saints? Where's your treasure, saints, in Facebook land? Heart refers to your inner person. The heart is the seat of your physical and spiritual life it's the center of your soul and mind that the heart is the foundation for all your thoughts and passions and desires and appetites affections purposes endeavors and devotions your heart is proverbs 423 says keep your heart with all diligence why from 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 it flows the wellsprings of life for from it flows the springs of life Keep it with diligence. Your replaceable security blanket, they have the affections of your heart. 
that's why you constantly cover yourself with them. Your heart is enslaved to these blankets that only provide you with a false sense of safety, comfort, security, and significance. They lie to you, and you still believe the lie. They own you. You don't own them. The heart and the person is important here. And that's why Christ illustrates this point in verses 22 and 23. It says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if that light in you is darkness, then how great is this darkness? Professor Jonathan Pennington writes, the bad eye, evil eye in the ancient world was usually associated with greediness, greediness, envy, and stinginess, especially when used in the context of material possessions. You see, the bad eye in darkness here is our metaphor for a heart that's enslaved to greed, envy, and being stingy. So if you unwrapped your replaceable security blanket from around your heart, guess what you would see there? Greed, envy, stinginess. All over your heart. They all are there. And guess who else you will see when your replaceable security blankets are peeled off your heart like a banana peel? You will see who's really your God, who is really your king, who is really your Lord, who is really your master. You will see who really has your worship, your loyalty, your gratitude, your allegiance. You will see who is your functional savior on the street level of your life. Look at verse 24. Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Not my words, Christ's words. If you're mad about it, take it up with him. So who are y'all serving today? Who do you love today? Who is your master today? For the Christian, for the believer, for beloved sons and daughters, God the Father is the answer. But functionally, on the street level of your life, the answer is really money. Or whatever represents money for you, like your time, talents, and treasures. It can even be your pursuit of your version of the American dream. Because there's more than one version of that dream, and we all are pursuing it. Don't think it's just non-Christians in America who are pursuing the American dream. Christians are pursuing it too. Now, we'll spiritualize it, but we're pursuing it. And remember what Prince says. They say money came by happiness, but it will pay for the search. And ultimately, what you'll find is that none of us are free. All the replaceable security blankets that money provides you leads to slavery. Guess where it leads you? They don't lead to freedom. They don't lead to freedom when you use them for, for safety and security and significance. And really, these, when you think about these irreplaceable, these replaceable security blankets, most of them is the daily bread that God gives you. <laughs> for the flourishing and well-being of your life, instead of using it for that, you use it to be your God. You're taking the things that he's blessed you with and you're bound down to it. Crying out to this. You're the reason why I'm secure. You're the reason why I'm happy. You're the center of my joy. No, those, th those things are not. They're things. They can be taken away. These blankets will rust, decay, and be stolen. 
and you will continue to replace them over and over and over and over and over again. You're treading in mud, people. <laughs> You're treading in mud. So stop laying up treasures for yourselves on earth and rest freely in the one and only irreplaceable security blanket. Just for members only. Just for members only. You have to be born again through saving faith in Jesus to receive this blanket. And his hands are extending out to you. If you don't have faith in him, if you don't trust and know him, take hold of his hand by confessing and repenting of your sins. Ask him for forgiveness. Acknowledge that he died on the cross for all your sins in order to reconcile you to God. Surrender your life to him as both Lord and Savior. And once that happens, you, you will be at peace with God. You will be a beloved son or daughter. And the affections of your heart, this is good news here, and the affections of your heart will begin to change through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in you today and forever. Don't change overnight, but it will begin to change. Who knows what a swaddle blanket is? Raise your hand. If you're a parent, you know what it is. It's a blanket that's designed for swaddling newborn babies. It's a way to wrap a, a, a blanket securely around babies so they won't wiggle out. God's irreplaceable security blanket is a swaddle blanket. And picture it, saints. The Holy Spirit is the one who is swallowing your heart daily, weekly, and monthly with this blanket. He's doing it. And the gracious work of the Holy Spirit in this is the reason why you can be set free from greed Envy and stinginess when it comes to your money. Because you realize it ain't yours. You know, when Christ says, I'm your Lord, he mean, He meant that thing, okay? He wasn't just giving you a, a multiple choice of, I could be your Savior or your Lord. He's saying, I'm Savior and Lord. Can't have one without the other. Well, what does that mean, Alex? That means everything in your life is not yours. Your kids don't belong to you. Your clothes don't belong to you. Your body does not belong to you. None of it belongs to you. It belongs to King Jesus. Because here's the thing. It's either going to be the, you either giving it to him or you're giving it to something. Because we are not self-existing creatures. We are not infinite. We are finite creatures. We are always dependent upon other things for our existence and our well-being. So you're either going to give it to Jesus or you're going to give it to things that perish. So what are you giving to? One Christian song says, you are my strength when I'm weak. You are the treasure. I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Hold up. Come back. Come back, Pastor. All right. I'm going to mess up. A, I left over a whole part of a sermon. So the Spirit can set you free from being a slave to your time, talents, and treasures. He can set you free from your pursuit of the American dream. And, and he's the reason you can stop laying up treasures on earth. He's the reason your heart will begin to look like what Christ says in verse 22, that eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And, and I like what Jonathan Pennington, I like Jonathan Pennington's translation of the Greek term that's translated healthy here. He, he understands the term to mean, to mean wholeness, 
and generosity, which is opposite of being greedy and evil in verse 23. This means a heart that is being swaddled in, in God's irreplaceable security blanket will be whole and generous when it comes to money. When it comes to your time, your talents, and treasures. This kind of heart is a heart that stores up treasures in heaven. Because you are know, you know who is the center of all your stuff. And so you hold on to it loosely. You hold on to it loosely. So what are these treasures that we store up in heaven? These treasures point us to eternity beyond this life. They point us to the Father himself. You remember, where your treasure is, your heart would be also. Think about that. Why would God give you something to replace him as your treasure, to replace him as your treasure? He won't. A heart that's been wrapped in God's irreplaceable security blanket is the one that treasures God above all and everything else. Period. That takes us, that, that should point you back to your sonship and daughtership. That's what it should point you back to. Is the father the treasure that you seek? Is it him himself? Is it God or is it the stuff that he gives? He is not going to be your sugar daddy. He is not. He will not be that for you. He's going to be your God. He's going to be your father. He's going to be your daddy, but he ain't going to be your sugar daddy. So is he the treasure you seek? You, what's in your heart? Where's your heart today? When your heart begins to rest more and more in God as your irreplaceable security blanket, you will begin to apply what Jesus says in verses 25 through 34. So I don't know if you ever read this, these verses this way. Verses 25 to 34 are the application of verses 19 through 23. They're the application of that. They're, they're the fruit of a heart that trusts in the Father's provision, faithfulness, care, and goodness. If you don't believe God is good, then you're going to be anxious. Those irreplaceable security blankets, that you will continue to be anxious. You will continue to be fearful. So what's the fruit here? The fruit is not living with a spirit of worry and fear. It's not living with an anxious spirit about the well-being and flourishing of your life because you confessionally and functionally trust the Father with the well-being and flourishing of your life. You do both. All because you're resting in him as your irreplaceable security blanket. Do you really believe, as beloved sons and daughters, that you are in good hands? Like Allstate. God is Allstate. Do you believe that? Thank you, Amy. You're in good hands. <laughs> You're in good hands. But now I need to point out that some people who struggle with anxiety some of these people do because of a medical and health issue. They have a mental, a, a mental health issue called anxiety disorder. These individuals would need medication and therapy to help them function. I'm not talking about anxiety disorder here. 
I'm talking about the daily worry and fear and anxiety that comes because you don't trust God. I'm talking about what you experience when you're not resting in him as your irreplaceable security blanket. I want all of you to hold up your hand. Hold up your hand, even those on Facebook Live. Hold it up. Now I want you to look at it. You will notice you have fingerprints, and each of you have different fingerprints. No two people have the same fingerprints. Every time you touch a surface, an impression of your, of your fingerprint may be left behind on that surface. Your fingerprint is proof that you touched that thing. Just put your hands down now. As beloved sons and daughters of God, when you survey your whole life through the lenses of the gospel, you will see the impressions of God's fingerprints all over your life. All over your life. You may say, Pastor Alex, I can't see it. Then ask the Spirit to give you eyes to see. Even if we can't see it, the fingerprint is there all over your life, over all your circumstances. His fingerprint is all over creation. It's there. It's there. The fingerprints of God is all over your life because he touches you. But now I know some of you may be thinking, some of you may be saying, well, Pastor, you say I'm valuable to God, the Father. You say he provides for me and cares for me. But where was he when I lost my job? Where was he when I was hurt by a loved one? Where was he when I lost my home? Where was he when, when, when now that I'm, I struggle to make ends meet and, and I'm living paycheck to paycheck? So, so, so how does he care, Pastor Alex? How, what, what do you mean he cares when I, when I just lost my, my loved one to, to, to COVID-19? I couldn't even go into the hospital to see them. And you, now you're telling me, you stand up here telling me that God cares for me? How can he care for me? How can you say he provides for me? And yet my life is filled with so much hurt and disappointment. And this is real talk. Where is he, pastor? Beloved, I empathize with your frustration. I felt the same thing when my dad died. You see, our father gives us many promises in life. But a free pass on suffering is not one of them. As one writer says, listen to this, as one writer says, to be free from worry and to be free from trouble are not the same thing. We can be free from worry. Christ promises that, but he has not promised you're going to be free from trouble because we are not in glory yet. So in this life, Christ told his disciples, you will have trouble in this life. Hardships are part of the journey. And so is God's comforting presence in your life. It's there too. It's with you too. But do you believe it? So Christ says now, do not be anxious about your life. What will you eat? Or what will you drink? Nor about your body or what you put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that neither sow nor weep nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? 
or which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to the span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider that the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is, which is today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. For your heavenly Father knows. Think about that. Not that he knew in the past, or he will know. He knows presently. In your present tense, he knows you need all of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. But here's my question. Do y'all believe it? Do y'all believe it? Let's pray. Sometimes, Father, all we can do is say, help my unbelief. Because sometimes it's hard to believe what Christ says here about worry and being anxious about our life. It's easy to memorize these words, but applying it, that's a different story altogether. And so, Spirit, my prayer for myself and for uh, all the beloved sons and daughters that are here, that you would apply them to our life. That today, help us not to live in fear and worry and anxiety. And I pray for anyone who is here and tuning in who has an anxiety disorder, that they will seek help. They can't manage that thing by themselves. Help them to reach out without fear or shame. I pray that you would go with us this week, that you will remind us of your eternal goodness, that you remind us that, we're, that, that yeah, we have trouble, but we also have the presence of our God and King. Help us to know that, think about that, that no other group of people can say that Yahweh Elohim is with them. No other group of people can say that Yahweh Elohim personally knows what I need. And he provides it in his own timing. We are a kept people. Even though life is hard. It's hard for everybody. But we have true hope as Christians. And help us to live out that hope. One day at a time. One moment at a time. One situation at a time. It's in Christ's wonderful and beautiful name that I pray. Amen. Please stand, beloved.